What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative. My name is Brett McGrath. I collect sports cards. I have a podcast about collecting sports cards, and we are running down the tracks of the new parallel series that I'm hosting on this damn podcast where we are highlighting the biggest and best parallels of all time in the hobby. And there was one in the 90s we haven't got to yet, and I'm so excited to be digging in with my man, Paul Wordle at Wordle Combat. We are talking about 24 karat gold out of Flair Brilliance, a one and done set. This card is incredible. You're going to really enjoy this conversation. If you know about 24 karat gold or if you're looking to learn more, you like what I'm doing over here, follow, subscribe, hit all the buttons. Most importantly, tell a damn friend that you're enjoying the Stacking Slabs podcast. Without further ado, let's kick into the conversation. So we're kicking things off. Uh, with today's guest who's been on the show several times. And I always like it when the guests dress to impress. And we have a first time here on the Stacking Slabs podcast. Today's guest is Paul Wardle at Wardle Combat. And to kick off the 24 karat gold series, he is actually wearing his 24 karat gold Peyton Manning rookie around his neck. (laughs) Logan Paul style. Thank you so much for coming correct in this episode. Is this something you do normally? Do you wear the 24 karat around your house or is this a special occasion? You know, I, I try to keep it in a cool, dark place and, and visit it like my little precious sometimes, you know what I mean? Like in the corner and, you know, but I, I had to do something big for this one because this might be like just, I don't know, top three card I've ever owned. And I consider I just, I love them so much. And it's, Definitely my favorite Peyton Manning card. So that's a big deal. Yeah, let's talk about the card, maybe even before we get into like the set and everything. As a Peyton Manning collector, and this is this will go outside of just Peyton Manning, certainly, but we'll start here because this is the world I, I play in. This card, I feel like, and maybe it's because there's 24 copies and it looks fucking awesome, but like this card has really become the one of the most if not the most coveted kind of attainable not really attainable cards in the Peyton Manning collecting community I don't think it was like this when you got the card maybe it was maybe talk a little bit about your ownership of this card and what that's been like seeing all this interest come around since you've had it yeah and you know when you talk about like being unattainable i guess there's two different ways either like it just never appears or it's just so damn expensive like you could never fathom owning it you know what i mean and i don't think it's kind of shifted a little bit so i feel like when i got it if it ever popped up i felt like i could pull the trigger pretty high and but the, that wasn't the problem you couldn't buy one if you wanted to you know mm-hmm. what i mean you can't i didn't know anyone that had one i'd never seen one you know for years i knew they existed obviously um but i found this raw on ebay one day just randomly and the dude had an instagram even pinged him on instagram which was a risk i should have just bought it now but you know what i mean i think we he had a bunch of stuff i liked we worked a bigger deal but uh yeah it's just something that came by chance and then you know once one pops up sometimes you know people get kind of a idea for the value or just a comp anything to go off of and and some come out of the woods. So, you know, I feel like I saw a few since mine and that happens with a lot of rare cards. You know, you see the ups and downs of different sets. Yeah. I think uh, the last one I can remember popping up, which is 
a place I'm not good at checking are, was a Facebook group. And we had a uh, John Spur fan at tech was on and he was the guy who bought the card. And I remember when it came available and it was, was sold, like our chat was like, how did this happen? Like yeah. none of us got it. <laughs> Everybody missed it. Yeah. Everyone missed it. But like, I felt like at the time that reaction, um, people weren't even talking about the price or what it went for. Like people were like, mostly like disappointed that they didn't have a crack at it. And I think that just like goes to show you when a card is highly collectible, that's typically what, what goes on with the community of people who want it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not a man and exclusive. Um, If we, I kind of get in, I took some notes kind of about the set and uh, let's do it. So I I think there's a lot of things that it attracts player collectors. I will say I've had a lot of gold number to 99 and the 24 carat and you know, most of them I was just putting in a box, just holding them and enjoying them because I really love the set. But, you know, every now and then I'd see like a really player specific collector or something. And I was a little and then I'd reach out and be like, I'm only going to give you the shot at this. And, you know, here's a number. So um, I actually had a lot more 24 carats. But as I've gotten rid of them, they've really gone to like some really awesome collections. And that's been great to see. So. I actually made a list. I had these are the 24 carats I've had at one point. So I had a Ray Carruth. That was probably the only one I didn't like, but it was pretty. <laughs> uh, Jamal Anderson, Sam Cassell, Ben Wallace, Shannon Sharp, Chipper Jones, Kevin Dyson, Tori Aikman, Peyton Manning. And there's probably a couple more I can't remember. I just jotted down some I remembered. And like all of those people, like, were were really good, right? You know, like even even really good players just got me excited for a card. You know, you see some and it's you know, oh, that's a really nice card, but I don't really collect that guy. Some when I saw 24 carats, I was like, that guy was really good and I enjoyed watching him. Like that's a card I want. And I want, you know, just all together. They look great. And I probably had all those at once at one point. And then I kind of decided to share a little bit of the collecting stuff. So the set alone is stacked, 98, 99. I mean, the rookie class is insane, you know, across all sports, really. So I, I wrote down a couple of the guys, you know, in football, that's 98's a giant year, right? You got Manning and Moss and Woodson and even people like Heinz Ward and Fred Taylor. And there's a couple other sneaky ones that are in there. So you have all those people in this set. You have baseball has Matt Holiday, Carlos Beltran, uh, Pat Burrell or Burrell. You got Vince Carter, Paul Pierce, you got Dirk, you got Jason Williams, White Chocolate. And then you have the number one pick that Michael, oh, oh, oh Candy. Oh, yeah. You know the Candy I mean? Man. Yeah. That was a huge freaking card, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, like, even those can go big. And, and not to mention, like, Kobe, right? Yeah. So, it's not Kobe's rookie, but he's in the set. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The set list is stacked. And that's that's another thing. I like how the set is built. Sorry, I'm jumping right into it. No. Yeah, do it. I really like how the set is built. Right. So I wrote down some notes here. So there's not it's not a watered down checklist. It's pretty easy to follow. And all the pack odds and stuff and the inserts, they're the same across all three sports. Mm. So it's not like, oh, in baseball, there's this. But then it's that. And then you got the rookies and the prospects. No, it's all the damn same, except for the actual like uh, set number of cards. Right. So so you have the base card, obviously you have the blues, which is a parallel. And those are one out of three packs for the vets, one out of six packs for the rookies. This is across all sports, baseball, football and basketball. Hockey doesn't have it. 
So these are the packouts for all of them. And then you have then you have the gold number to 99, the 24 karat, which is the creme de la creme. But you also have shining stars, mm. which is a great looking card, right? That's out of one of one of 20 packs. And then the shining stars pulsars, which are freaking phenomenal, right? If you've owned Oh yeah. Full disclosure, I'm an owner of the Peyton Manning Shiny Stars Pulsars. And I just think these and we're we're supposed to be talking about 24 karat gold, but we're talking about Flare Brilliance. I love Flare Brilliance. Yeah. yeah. So this is a one and done set, right? They've done it once and they never once. did it again, right? Once. So <laughs> you know, a lot of things. Well, the pulsars were one in four hundred. And then they had the illuminators, which were one in ten. If they would have made a pulsar of that, that would have been cool too. But yeah, it's a one and done set, but it was kind of like the perfect storm, kind of not only for the, the rookies I just named, the stars of that age were amazing, obviously, as all the big stars. It was easy to follow. Even the packs itself are shiny and and nice. It just I think it retailed at like five bucks a pack or something. I was looking at, at some of that <laughs> stuff. I don't know. It was just kind of like the perfect storm for collecting like you know, inserts were getting big and, and low, low numbered stuff. And uh, it had a phenomenal rookie class. It was it had all three major sports. You know, it's a nice card. Like it's got like a it's kind of thicker, you know, like an EX or something, you know, like that. And uh, it had just a lot of stuff going for it, man. I mean, and they're beautiful. That's that's what it really comes down to. I have the. The out of 99 Manning, yeah. because I was like, I, I need to get something that's like, I need a starter kit. And that yeah. was my starter kit. Can you maybe talk a little bit about like defining the difference in terms of like the appearance between the, the gold and the 24 karat gold and like what those differentiation points are? Yeah, absolutely. And I used to have, I don't know, over 50 golds. I loved them. Uh, they were just good price points. They had similar design. You know, I actually have a Kobe Bryant. That's the only one I can mm. the golds. Um, just because of 24K, this is my placeholder. Holder. This is probably one of my number one dream cards would be a Kobe 24K gold. So I've plugged that before. On, on, yeah, on I think you have. <laughs> and I'm really Do you know where, how many, I know there's obviously a ton of Kobe collectors, but... I'm assuming most of them are locked away in collections and not available. I have seen maybe two or three and they were, they were locked up. I think a lot are overseas as well, Mm. you know, so, but you can see the difference here. So, you know, it's more like a foil uh, instead of like a Chrome. Um, Oh, cause I'm I'm, I'm looking at Paul talk with the Manning around his (laughs) neck and I'm so jealous because I'm envisioning the Kobe being my Manning and he's got the 24 karat gold. And this thing is just blinging. It's shining everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I I even turned off like my big light because I, as an introduction, I turned it on, but you don't even need it. It shines. It glows in the freaking dark, man. (laughs) Brilliant. It really is, man. And this is with the case over it. That's how I hung it. I just put it through the back of a card sleeve. (laughs) That's amazing. So, yeah. So, um, one thing I do like about it to note is the actual serial numbers are kind of like this, you know, when it's stamped and it has like the metal look. Like mm. it's, uh, you know, you know, what it's like the um, inside yes. is kind of like, you know, I don't know, like a chrome. And it's got, I don't know, a cool serial number font. <laughs> I, don't know I don't even know if that's a thing, but it's something. It I is. Like. People nerd out about that. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just cool. But um, the 24 karat here, I actually can't even look at the back because I'm borrowed my 16 year old's chain. That's way too tight on me. You know, 
he works out every day, but he's still, you know, that little neck. Let's see. I can't even get it off, Brett. Oh, man. We're going to be. Yeah, it's staying on. It's staying on. But anyway, no, that's the difference. So it's it's numbered to 24, obviously, compared to 99. And the, the golds are great placeholders. I recommend them. Now, now there, I don't know. You tell me if this is uh, bullshit or if this is legit, is that there is this narrative going around town that there is actually gold in the 24 karat gold on the card do you know is this is this real or not is or is this fake god that is something i should definitely know but i have no idea and i do see that advertised like that they're like real 24 karat gold <laughs> but i don't know if they're getting confused with other sets from the 90s right they had stuff like that with the tens with the with the gold and the platinum and stuff like that and the silver so i i don't know there is like a that is one big difference and thanks for pointing that out so the 24 karat actually, the 24 karat gold actually has kind of like a medallion kind of mm. up at the top of the card. And it, and it does, it says uh, 24 karat. And then there's like this gold flake in that logo. Yes. So they could be speaking to that. And and maybe it is, but, you know, in, in weight alone, I mean, it would just be gold dust if it was anything or gold flakes, you know what I mean? But I hope it is. I mean, that would make it even cooler. I don't know. Uh, it, yeah. No, yeah, I... And maybe like this, there's been a conversation about this and it's got my, I've never thought about this, even though I'm like a marketing and branding guy professionally, but like talking about the push and the positioning of these cards in the nineties, especially around like platinum medallion. And then like these 24 karat gold. And there's like yeah. all of these, like, like I know we all freak out. Precious about metals. Precious <laughs> metals. I know we freak out about like, gold stuff especially in the hobby but do you think the fact that 24 karat gold is like centered around gold and it is scarce to 24 copies do you think like that helps its staying power over a long period of time well damn i don't know my mind is kind of blown because i've never even thought about that but i mean shit hell yeah i mean just gold has been attracting man for for thousands of years here you know what i mean and uh you know 24 karat gold i mean when I think, I think of Bruno Mars. I mean, the biggest superstar in the world, right? It's just like, it is, it does have some staying power. It has a brand built into it already, I guess, you know? And, you know, being just one and done, it wasn't like watered down or anything. You don't confuse it with any other sets. Like you say a 24 karat gold, people know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, that has a lot to do with it. I bet. I'm trying to Google it like as fast as I can. Does the clear brilliance have? <laughs> it's just throw it, throw it, throw it in, uh, some AI machine and I'm sure it'll spit it out and we'll make you sound as intelligent as possible regarding this. Do you think, I don't know, man, I don't know how you feel. You're someone who's been collecting, obviously bought and sold so many of these. It seems to me that these cards don't necessarily get mentioned in that tier one of nineties parallels uh, where you've got you know, rubies and you've got um, uh, you've got essential credentials, you got PMGs. And it just always seems like maybe 24 karat gold is that next tier. But it's uh, the world I live in. Uh, this might be like the most popular. Yeah. I don't know. Like, how do you stack rank 24 karat golds amongst the 90s best parallels? Oh, I think they're. I think they're almost in a class of their own, honestly, because, you know, I've seen stuff go well above that type of stuff. And then I've seen it go well below, really. It, it There is an unpredictability factor about the 24 carats. 
for example, I think a Kobe Bryant sold for like a hundred thousand dollars at one point, you know, um, and then Griffey's have sold, you know, in the 10, 20,000 range, you know what I mean? Like at auction, probably fairly recently too. So they're kind of in a class on their own. I mean, I, I put it in the tier, like I, I, I would probably keep this over any Peyton Manning guard unless I had some one essential credential. It's the only other rookie I could possibly think of that I would keep over it. So I think as player collectors evolve and, and maybe get a hold of them. And, you know, I think they're super sought off after. So they might not be in that class just because they, they don't have that continuity. But, you know, if your player was in that set, I think that's it's it's it could be someone's number one goal easily. I think it's a lot of people's number one goal, to be honest. Uh- we don't need maybe specifics and I know people can look these up the numbers up and stuff, but just in terms of like, say I'm a collector, I'm interested in pursuing 24 karat gold. I know based on this conversation, the, my player probably doesn't pop up too often. Is this, but, but, but if it did and I was interested, is this the type of card in your opinion that you look at like a comp and you're like, okay, generally this is what I should pay or should you maybe be more aggressive knowing that there's probably not another chance or like, what's your position on just like trying to acquire one if there's an opportunity? I would just say, trust your gut, man. You know, like a comp can be, a comp doesn't have to be the same exact card, right? You can use comps with different players. You can use comps with different cards of the same players. So I would look up probably the best cards that they have and kind of put it in that class, maybe some tier below if it's a PMG or credentials, you know, if that's the way you feel, but you know, or you should probably comp it the way you feel about it. What tier you think it's at, right? So I, when I look at comps, I look at the ceiling and I look at the floor and not only of that player, it's, it's, there's a bigger picture to it. And then sometimes it doesn't even freaking matter. It could go for way, way more, you know, depending. So I would just say, trust yourself and, you know, maybe don't overextend, but if you feel or overextend, you know, I mean, we, we do both, <laughs> you know, but I don't know. I would make a lot of moves for 24 carats personally. You, one of the topics that I just, I've, I heard you mention that I feel like would be interesting to just understand your philosophy. And this is maybe 24 carat specific here, but it could be anything you made mention that like, uh, you, you know, at one point you had, you know, eight to 10, maybe 24 karat golds. The one that st- I'm remembering now is Jamal Anderson doing the Dirty Bird. That's probably a sick ass 24 karat gold card. Oh, yeah. um, you bought these cards because like you, you, there was like a connection. You love the parallel. I'm assuming maybe like you thought like the price was good at the time. And maybe you like when you bought these cards, it was like, these are probably not cards like that I'm going to keep in my collection forever, but I really like these cards. So I'm going to keep them. And then like, you know, maybe over time I'll get them to the right place in the right home. And you saw like talk a little bit about like when you under find a parallel that you really love like that, because I think like in the hobby, there's this like, there's like two schools of thought. It's like, one school of thought is like, I'm a collector, I'm going to acquire and I'm not going to sell because I don't believe in selling. I'm just going to keep acquiring. And then there's this other school of thought that's like uh, everything's always fluid and moving and I'm always constantly trying to play this game of moving up. And why don't I might as well move up by grabbing cards at the time that I think are cool and 
that I can eventually know get to the right place sort of a thing. So I know you do a lot of the moving and shaking. So yeah. I'm, I'm interested to learn like how you think about it from like a lens, like a 24 karat gold or any other important parallel. Yeah. I mean, I think I do a lot of both, honestly. So like, you know, there's, I really just enjoy cards and I like not only holding on to them, but like, I don't know, I, I really do flip through my boxes a lot and I like to share on Instagram and talk about them and, and, I just like the community part of it. And, you know, I can't collect every player I like. Right. So sometimes if I if I see a player of a set I really like, I'll hold on to that and I'll like enjoy it, get my photo up on Instagram, talk about it, you know, just like, I don't know, look at it, pair it with other things and just enjoy it. But, you know, like with Jamal Anderson, I'm not going to start a Jamal Anderson PC. I, I liked him, but he's not my PC. But you know, it felt like I was like, it would be cool to have a sick Jamal Anderson card. I did that with Ben Wallace. I love Ben Wallace. He was a wizard, turned into a Detroit Piston. I was a big Pistons fan at that time because a lot of the wizards went over there. So I got him, Shannon Sharp. I was a big fan of, got him. So, you know, it, it's the same. Um, it's it's just so collectible to me. I don't know when I get it, you know. And the thing is, too, about the set, it is a one and done. So maybe it, people don't always mention it right with these essential credentials pmgs and stuff but you got to think there's thousands of players that have been featured in those sets over many years right being a one undone not only that it was also a pretty small checklist right so for football there's 150 cards that's only 150 players and all of football you can get a 24 karat basketball there was 100 cards and baseball there was 300 cards right so like over 550 total clear, brilliant, basic players, right? That, that's a small number compared to a lot of these sets that, that have been around and featured tons of players. You know, if, if you have the joy and the delight and the luck and fortune to have a player you collect in this limited set, you know what I mean? Like, it's something you really are going to want to get. And I, I'm, I'm actually looking at the gold as, as I'm wearing the 24 karat, but I'm like, this is gorgeous too, you know? It is. <laughs> but when you would but when you put it side by side, it's tough to but yeah, but it it, 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 yeah, <laughs> it it doesn't compare. But if the 24 karat gold wasn't an, an ex in existent, the gold would be a, just a great a great card, especially for anyone who's got a rookie in the set. It's like that's why I bought the card. I was like, this is a great looking card. But now I hear all you fools talk about how much you love your man in 24 karat gold, and it just keeps me up at night. See, uh, I mean, and I feel like that's such a collector's feat um, in that group. Like so many people have one. It, it's like, whoa, that's impressive. You know what I mean? Like it's so it's like an honor. Yeah. You so if, you, if you're out there and you're listening and you have a soul and you're a fan of the Stag and Slabs podcast, I don't do this very often. But <laughs> come slide in the DMs. Let's have a conversation. I'll make it work for you. Seriously. Seriously. Help but, but, this man. So so the the collector to collector element of it. I don't know. It, these things don't show up because I think it's like this thing we all have where it's like, if we have to move a card of this caliber, it's really challenging for us to, you know, send it away or list it. Like we typically, it'll be a card. We like DM a buddy or someone we know yeah. and give them the chance. And I think that's why we just don't see them because they move underground and yeah. out of sight. Uh, so I, I don't know, like how important do you think is like the relationship building and just like keeping your eyes and ears on the streets in order to like pick these things up? 
Oh, that's super important. And I think that's what drives a lot of the market is just community. You know what I mean? Like, you know, a little bit of bragging rights with the with the other collectors and just like, you know, sense of pride and your story behind it and stuff like that. I mean, that that just that helps drive the market as much as anything. So it's really important. And it's like, um, you know, sometimes with the big stuff, it's like a fine line. Like sometimes with the stuff that I collect, I'm like embarrassed to even put a number on it. Like people are like, oh, they'll DM me about the same card over and over in years. And sometimes I do just get worn down and then I'll just put a number on it. And sometimes <laughs> it's embarrassing because they're like, and then they're like, well, it did this and that. I'm like, look, man, I don't know. I just collect the card. And if I were to sell it, that's what I want. I'm just that's totally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. There is something about the persistence. Um, cause eventually like people can wear my ass down and I'll, then you give them the number and if they want to play ball, then they can play ball. Yeah. I mean, it's almost, you know, I don't know. I like, I probably floated a number one time ever for this. And it was just such an absurd number. I knew it would never be taken. Mm. I was like, all right. And then the person left me alone forever, basically. <laughs> and that's kind of the goal really. <laughs> yeah. No doubt about it. I know, I think you might have mentioned this maybe the last time you're on, but I think it's maybe worth sharing just to put it into perspective in terms of, and maybe we kind of like kind of round it the corner and maybe close out with this, but just like, give me like the timeline of when you picked up the Manning card and like the story behind it, because, and you can disclose any information about like what you paid or what you, you don't have to, but I just think like that context, because like, there's probably a parallel out there right now that was is maybe like the next 24 karat gold and people just yeah. aren't there yet. So share share your acquisition story on this, Manny. All right. Well, I'll set the scene and, and let you know actually how long ago it was because I was at the gym. So it was a long, long time ago, my friend. <laughs> I haven't been to that damn gym in, in, I don't know, five years, and I'm still paying for the son of a bitch. I mean, you know what I mean? Because the family goes to it every now and then, and we got such a great deal on the thing. Anyway, so I'm I'm just like on a machine going through my motions, basically. Dad mode. Yeah, just like leg lifts or something just like this sucks. I hate working out. I love playing sports, but I hate working out. And then this pops up, and... uh I think it was, this had to be about five years ago. It was definitely pre-COVID, maybe a little longer, six years ago, something like that. I think it popped up for about, let's see, oh, it was 2018. It was 2018 because Mahomes was hot. It was like his second year. And I bought a PSA 10 optic hollow and then something else off the guy. So I got a PSA 10 optic hollow. Um, like a nice like autograph that was like 650 bucks of like, I don't know, like a Drew Brees rookie. And then the 24 karat gold Manning Raw. And I think it was $4,000 for, for that in 2018. So 2018, there was a, the market was much different, right? Like $4,000 is a ton of money. Like that was like some of them. That's like the most, even to this day, I really don't go around just like spending $4,000 on much really. Like I feel like I, 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 was lucky enough to to have a lot of stuff pretty early. I picked up a lot of my stuff pretty good, but you know, we all had COVID happen and everybody went crazy. And then I went crazy a couple of times too, but um, so perspective, I mean, that was pretty, that was pretty big, but I also felt like I got a steal, like as a collector, not, not as a, a price point, but just like, I would probably, I don't know. 
it was a lot for me to spend. It was a big decision. I'll say that. Um, but I was happy with the decision. And and then I, I sold the Mahomes and I sold the auto and it made me feel like I got the Manning for cheaper. You know, mm. like sometimes you buy a lot, you sell those other stuff, maybe make a few bucks. And then it's like, that was my purchase to get, that was my target was the Manning, right? You know what I mean? So then I felt like I squeezed that number down a little bit on, on it. That's how I look at it. At least that, I don't know if that's some weird math I made up. But. Were the, what were the reasons like at that time? And I'm sure like it just, you mentioned it, it, it just, everything looked a little different in 2018. What were like those reasons about the card that gave you conviction that like, this was a, the right move at that time that you wanted to spend that kind of cash on this card when that, that wasn't typical for you. Oh dude, it was premeditated. It was kind of one of them things If this card ever shows up mm. I'm willing to pay this much period. I don't even, even if it's a tough time, like I'll just make it happen, you know? So like I do have talk cards that are targets and I just have a price range in my head. If it pops up, like I gotta, I'll, I'll do it for that. You know what I mean? So it hit that target for me. You know, I kind of had a number in my head, which wasn't much more, maybe like $5,000, you know, that was kind of my target if that ever popped up at that time. So it hit that. And then also, you know, I, I was kind of more on Facebook at that time than Instagram, but it was a big card to me because I was in some 90s groups and stuff. And I would see those pop up, pop up and I would just be like yearning for for Manning more than any other card in the set, him and Kobe. So yeah, it just it just hit that. And then I talked to uh, Chris Shea, Volume Accumulation, quite a bit. And we've talked about that card for a long time. I mean, and I called him before I purchased it. And I was like, dude, you won't believe this. I'm talking to the guy now. It popped up. And I it was just a lot of money for me to spend. So I was nervous. And I was just like, what do you think? Kind of, you know what I mean? Like, I can't, it's hard to do it alone. That's when the community really comes to help too. Sometimes we have to ask our friends like, Hey, like, should I do this? Is it a good price? And he just like, without hesitation, just said, do it. You know of what course. I mean? Uh, we're said, all bad. Inf- good influence <laughs> in retrospect, but probably felt like a bad influence at the time. <laughs> so yeah, he was just like, do it. And then I was like, done. Uh, he, he's helped me with a lot of those. So yeah, I got it done and just paced around the house for two or three days until it showed up. And then I don't what know. Did it, what, what did it grade at? A nine. It's a PSA oh. nine. Listen to this though. It's mislabeled. It's labeled a gold. I sent it in twice for them to put 24 karat gold and they messed <sighs> it up both times. So, I, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not complaining too hard. I'm not like, uh, Will they fix that for you? Is it free? Do I have to? Send? I don't want to even send it in. I want to like fly to California. Like I want them to fix it, but I don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to put it in the mail. Yeah, I don't want to give it to anybody. Like yeah. if someone came over, I let them hold it. But that's about it. You know what I mean? And it's going back into the safe place where I can look at it alone. You know, in the corner with the candle lit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so going to put you on the spot to close it out, and you cannot mention. Kobe Bryant, give Kobe's. We know Kobe twenty four karat gold is the top of the list. You've already gushed over it. Give me your. Who are your next three? Like who who are out of all sports? Like what would be the next three on your list? Well, definitely Randy Moss and probably Moss and Woodson. Those are there. I mean, those are huge. You know, I'm a huge Moss collector, as you know. Um, but he's doing this weird pose that does bother me a little bit. Uh, you know what I mean? So I actually might put the Woodson 
like as just my pure want a little higher, like, cause I'm not a Woodson collector, but I've been wanting to get that one Woodson jump started to just scratch the itch and just yeah. really have my one Woodson. So I'm actually looking here. Um, cause I wrote some down. Oh, you know what? I don't know. There's a lot. There's way more than three. You got Vince Carter. You got Dirk. You got Paul Pierce. I mean, these are huge. There's right? a Reggie. Ma- there's a Reggie Miller in there. That would be. There's got to be a Reggie Miller. <laughs> I think he was in there. That'd yeah. be huge. I, I think Shaq. I've seen it. Shaq. Shaq. What? Who else? You got. You got. Uh, you got Mark Brunel. I said I would drop that name to Chris. He said you got. That's what I called him before this. He was like, Mark Brunel was in that set. I was like, Yeah, he's a legend. <laughs> I love Mark Brunel. Fred Taylor that I mean, I, would, I, I just listened to P, I listened to PK on Carlson cards podcast and it was all about Jaguars cards. So it's like Jaguars oh, yeah. content overload over here. Heck yeah. You probably got like Keenan McCardell, Jimmy, Smith, <laughs> Fred Taylor, uh, uh, Alan Hearns, Nickerson, Tony Baselli. Yeah. Tony Baselli. That team was stacked. I love that team, man, man, dude, this is always so much fun. Uh, 24 karat golds, man. Mm-hmm. This isn't this isn't supposed to be the hobby hype train, but you know what? I'm gonna hype these things up because they're gorgeous, and my guest is wearing the freaking Manning around his neck. Mm-hmm. You can find him on Instagram at World Combat. Paul, man, always fun. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Always enjoy having Paul on the damn program. A lot of passion, a lot of excitement. He's a fun dude, great collector. Follow him at Wordle Combat, one of the best IG handles in the hobby. You take care of yourself, take care of others around you. I'll be back, more stacking slabs on the other side.